Welcome to this unnamed Superman Geek Fights podcast. Uh, I am Damon Shaw. With me as always is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, say hello. Oh, shit. No, there's no Mike. Uh, it, it, Mike is not here. With me is uh, Jeremy Sacker. Hey, hey. And uh, Jason Thompson. Uh, hello. And nobody else. I put out a call on fucking Facebook for you fuckers. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. I, I guess we're gonna separate them. I, I guess we'll, we'll we'll I'll just do some fancy editing. All right. And I'll, we'll have a start point for each episode. But because uh, we're gonna take a break in between each, because we we're watching the three three separate parts as opposed to the full on movie. Because I actually prefer to watch them this way. It makes me feel like I was a kid again watching them, and by kid I mean like a twenty year old watching Superman. But doesn't matter. Uh, there, uh, this is kind of very, very similar to Into the Batcave, so I will call this Into the Fortress of Solitude, almost, because no Brian Townsend. He almost, he was almost here. Uh, the sync point is four seconds in. I'll count everybody down. I'll go three, two, one, and then I'll get say press play or something like that. And we all press play at the same time, and we watch uh, the Last Son of Krypton Part One. And uh, here we go. Three, two, one. Press play. Yay! It is the beginning of the episode. I love this show. You guys can talk. Yeah, uh, I, um, I, I can't remember. This show came out. I was already in college. I was, I was surprised because it. I felt like I was watching it while I was still in high school, but I think, yeah, I, like, I, I think I just confused this, or, or I kind of mingled this and uh, Batman the Animated in my head sometimes. Yeah, it, it is surprising how, uh, uh, what do you call that, how, uh, how when it came out. Yeah. Like, it came out a while ago. Like, or not a while ago, but it, what year did it, it come came out, out. 96 uh, is when it started 96 when it started. Wow. Yeah. Uh, January 25th, 1996 is the first episode. And what's weird is watching this opening crawl. Is they had a lot of a lot of the episodes already done by the time they did this, and the opening crawl is obviously not as good as the one for Batman the Animated Series. No, the no that's one. that's like iconic. But but you know while listening to the music, it, it did take me back. I was like, wow, I forgot how much I actually enjoy this show. I and, heart and this show Paul Dini. Oh, Paul Dini, a master. Yep. And this and here we are on Krypton. There's Jor-El. You know, if you if you didn't if you didn't know if this was Jor-El, you might be fooled even because they, you know, of course gave him a look. He got Clark's face is Jor-El, but he's got his mom's spit curl. Yeah, this is yeah, kind they, of a younger Jor-El that maybe most people are used to seeing. Well, yeah, I was. Well, I know I was still used to uh, Brando. I still thought yeah. of him. Well, if I'm not mistaken, this is very close to the uh, John Byrne. Isn't it the Byrne rebo- uh, reboot? Yeah, a lot of Byrne stuff is in here. And in Lois and Clark, which I think was running about the same time. They're, yeah. they're both very Byrne-ish. Yeah, Lois and Clark, uh, yeah, Lois and Clark definitely was running the same time because 
I remember that Lois and Clark were going to be married in the uh, comic book. Yeah. And uh, it actually got held back until they were able to get married on the show. Yeah, and they had the uh, infamous writers meeting where apparently someone, I can't remember who, he would say every time they needed a new uh, storyline for Superman, they'd go, let's just kill him. And uh, when ABC dropped the hammer on him and said, uh, we'll do your show as long as we get to marry him first, they finally went, oh, yep, let's just kill him. And so that's the death uh, and rebirth of Superman. Really? Yeah. I, I remember Interesting. that they talk about it on the uh, direct-to-DVD Doomsday video with uh, Alec Baldwin, or Adam Baldwin, pardon me. Adam Baldwin. Be cool if it was Alec Baldwin. I don't know. I like Adam Baldwin. In fact, he, he signed my copy of Doomsday so, at the oh, fanfare a couple of years ago. It, it, it is weird. I, I, I never liked the aliens that they do, at least the non-humanoid aliens, right. for any of the animated series, because they are too strange. But that They're might be because like of brains. the Star what? Yeah, they, they all the gobs or something. They all they all get that idea. Well, we we don't have to just have a, a bumpy headed uh, foam rubber alien. We're in a cartoon, so they go too far the other way sometimes. No, we've got Brainiac yes. and definitely John Byrne uh, Krypton. I really like what they did with Brainiac for this show, but that, oh that man, he was so cool! Amazing. Yeah, because I prior to this he was just like a 30th century guy sent back in the past, but this makes him far more sinister. I like... I think he's actually far less sinister. Which, he's... Because he's very logical. Yeah, yeah, I would agree he's more Spock-like. Yeah. He has no compassion. Right. Yeah, he thinks, you know, he yeah. thinks he's doing humans a favor, actually. Well, these aren't humans, but... Well, you know what I mean. When he, and on Earth... Tells- yeah, when he finally ends up there. I love the costumes, too. It's so cool. Yeah, this is from that, that burn yeah. run. I remember that I, specifically. Wow. Yeah, and it is... There's oh, she's got the ass curl. Look at that. Yeah, told you. Prior prior to burn, yeah, they, it was... Uh, in fact, they brought the costume back in Morrison's action run. Uh, Jor-El would run around with that green... Superman-like suit with the cape and everything, and they started doing the robes and stuff after Burn. Which I like. Yeah. Except for the fact that, and actually the animated series does a very good job of it, because if I'm not mistaken, not everybody's wearing that. No. This is just what those two happen to be wearing. And uh, I'm trying to remember who does the voice of Jor-El, because he's, uh, what's his name in Happy Gilmore? Oh, oh, uh, he was on uh, Bob Barker. No, no not Bob no, Barker. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Uh, he was he was uh, the. Uh, oh, was it Terrence Shooter Terrence? McGavin? Oh, that's Caddyshack. Shooter McGavin. Oh, Shooter. Yeah, Shooter McGavin is is that. I can't remember uh, his actual name right now. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank too. And it, it, where it, are you, Brian Townsend? When I need you to. Just spit out some random, random. Oh bullshit. God! It was his. According to Facebook, it was his birthday yesterday, and everything, and I can't remember his. Really? Name. Yeah. Christopher McDonald. Thank you. 
because it wouldn't. You know, it like, didn't even say it on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, I was looking right now, but uh, but the the strange thing about this episode and. and when the show premiered, it did, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, they all all three premiered it the same day. Let me look. Let me look. Let me double check. Uh, do, 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 do. Oh, I can't find it. Well, that's because I'm lazy and tired. But I'm pretty sure all three premiered on the same day. Yes. Because if, if they didn't, you would have a standalone episode of Superman, the very first episode of Superman, with not a single lick of Superman in it. Which is fine, because th- this Jarrell story is actually a really compelling story. I, I-, I was actually surprised, watching the- just this one part, how well it all fit together in one story. Like, oh, this is good. I don't understand that. I don't understand those shoulder pads. <laughs> I-, I don't understand the shoulder pads. I don't understand why they are up on a tower. Like, w- this makes no, no this sense is whatsoever. Flat, this is it looks like playing cards. Here. They do look like yeah, playing cards. This is 50 sci-fi at its finest right here. Oh, I know. This I know. Earth and stuff like that. Ah, <laughs> uh, Brainiac. Brainiac is logical. And, like, you guys get to live on through me. Does anyone famous do the voice of Brainiac? Uh, I'm sure it's somebody famous. Because damn near everybody famous. Oh, nope. Not really. Corey Burton. Corey Burton. I've never heard of him. He's done a lot uh, of voice sure. work. That's for sure. He's done, yeah. A ton. Oh, he's Captain Hook. Uh, he was Buzz Lightyear in Toy Story 3. Oh. Although they replaced Tim Robbins? I'm not Tim Robbins. Um, Tim Allen? Tim Allen. Oh, yeah. They did replace Tim I didn't Allen. realize that. It sounded the same. Wow. That That's actually an amazing voice work. But, luckily we're talking about... Oh, homeboy's got an eye patch. <laughs> Yar, <laughs> I'm the pirate playing card. Arr. Arr. I don't know. Call me crazy. I do miss the giant faces just in the blackness. It yeah, those are so cool. cool. With the, uh, the hula hoops. <laughs> I always thought that was so cool when I was, I was like, how did they do that? I guess it's some kid's toy, but I, I do... What I like about... Uh, Uh, I, like I lost my train of thought because I was watching a kid play Baby with Clark. <laughs> yeah. Baby Clark. Well, Baby Cal. Yeah. You know, you, you find out a lot about Superman and who he's going to be. Because his father is very noble. Yeah. His mother is very noble and she's very kind. And it's odd, but in this story, he's, what, probably one, two? He's only a few. He's he's at maximum two years old. Yeah. But that some of what these two people had do rub off on him more than you know the fifteen years later him learning having a memory download of all the the crap. Like it's there. It's part of his DNA to be a good, kind person that wants to help others. Well, you know, I mean, so many. I don't think. I mean, there's no one else in the universe other than the Kents who could have raised Superman, but I don't think there was anyone else in the universe other than Jor-El and Lara who could have birthed Superman. I think everything had to go right for it not to be a, you know, 
uh, you know, a Plutonian type thing where he's just like, I'm just going to go ahead and rule the world. Uh, you know what? I don't think he would have. I think he. I think the the conscious got put in here. No, on, on Krypton. Well, what about him learning, got re- from, learning from from el's crystals in the Fortress of Solitude? Yeah, there's that too. It's just one of those things where you're right. Had he been thrown into foster care, he could have had a fucked up childhood. Yeah, Voldemort, like only without crazy dividing up your soul bullshit. Right. That would kind of be a cool standalone uh, Superman origin story. Superman goes to foster care. Well, I'm, we, I, there was that one Superman story that that got pulled, and I miss it. It was uh, the best babysitter in the world, I think is the name of it. I'm not, and the baby... Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it's, it got banned. Uh, it was Superman as a baby, and the kids would go out to, you know, do something. And the baby would always be fine when they came home, and you come to find out, baby's doing all kinds of fucked up things. Yeah. But because it's Superman, they do a riff on it in the Incredibles, don't they? Isn't that what the the babysitter babysitting their uh, youngest baby while they're off saving the dad? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit, because the, the moment that got it pulled was the uh, baby getting into the microwave and it being turned on. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, we can't put that out. People will put babies in the microwave. <laughs> like, uh, I don't think they will, but whatever. This version of Brainiac kind of reminds me of the uh, that ending of Superman 3 movie with that giant computer that he faces. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. A little. Well, that was supposed you know. to be Brainiac, too. That was, uh, oh, was it? The oh, first cool. draft of Superman 3, it was supposed to be, it was going to be like a weird thing. Brainiac, like, raised Supergirl, and that's how they were going to introduce Supergirl. And oh, wow. like, had fallen in love with her, and she rejected him, and that's why he decides to take over and destroy the Earth. They scrapped that. See, I never understand the destroy part of Brainiac. Well, uh... With, with this, I understand why he does what he does here. Yeah, because he, he... Knowledge is he only... Let, uh, knowledge... The only way to preserve knowledge, his knowledge of the universe, is to make sure that no new information comes out after he's done. Right. Well, I I understand that, but at this point, it seems like uh, well, actually, fuck it, he is Kryptonian. Yeah. Brainiac is Kryptonian, uh, as far as we know, as far as you ever know in the animated series, Brainiac is a Kryptonian technology, and what he does here. Completely understandable. The planet was already going to blow up. Right. Now, now, I could either waste time, you know, trying to save people, which it's going to blow up. We can't do anything about it. We might be able to save it off for a year, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Or I could amass the total knowledge of Krypton and get out of here and, and save Krypton in a, you know, in a small way. Like, okay. I understand that. Yeah. That was a weird gun. I never understand why every every alien species ever uses guns just like us. It doesn't make any sense. But Kryptonians bleed red. Oh, and that's something I get to mention in the next episode. Because there's only seven minutes left of this one. Right. Uh... 
is that uh, this is a very significantly weaker Superman. Well, yeah, because he had, it, his powers had gotten crazy prior to Burns' reboot. I mean, they. I mean, you think about it in Superman two, all the re- just crazy shit, like the pointing of yeah. the finger and a beam comes out and stuff like that, and flying so fast you can reverse time. I mean, all that that was seven sixties and seventies Superman. He was crazy yeah. strong, and Burns like Burn pulled it back. Planets. Yeah, Burn yeah. Burn pulled it way back. But but this the animated series here pulls him back even further. Yeah, he is he is just he's just like a, a half a generation away from the guy who leaped tall buildings in a single bound. At least this uh, the early episodes of Superman. By the end of the super, uh, the animated series, he's pretty powerful, and then by the end of Justice League, he's ridiculously powerful. But at the beginning of this. He he's it's surprisingly weak, and I think it's one of those things where, because of Superman's uh, Superman's uh, the 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 way people write Superman, if he's completely invulnerable, how do you you know write a villain that can punch him and hurt him? Because they can't. But in this universe, because he's so weak, you know when he's getting punched by a goddamn robot, he's feeling it, and it's like wow, that doesn't happen. Well, that, I think that's why, I mean, Lex Luthor plays a big part in, in the series as it goes on, but I really do think the top two villains in the show is going to end up being Brainiac and Darkseid. And those are the two guys, well, one can technology Clark, uh, you know, uh, out of it, and Darkseid can beat the hell out of him. Oh, yeah. I, I love, oh. Don't forget Mixoplex. Yeah, well, oh, that that first episode that he pops up in is actually pretty funny. It's awesome. Yeah. Mixias Pitalik. Spitalik, sorry. Mixias Spitalik. That's how you pronounce it. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, this, this whole episode is about Clark Kent's, or, yeah, Clark Kent's escape from Krypton. And what happened to Krypton. So... It, it, they never revisit Krypton, really, in the animated series. It's something they always go back to in the comic books. Because they can. Well, because eventually you have yeah. to. There's only so much you can do, but with the animated series, this 20 minutes is so solid, they really don't have to go to, back to Krypton for anything. They, and, and I mean for anything. Zod does not make an appearance. In this series, at all, there's someone there's, like Zod, right? And there's Zod-like yeah. people, yeah. But there's no Zod, which is, which is kind of crazy because everything else ever has had Zod. Well, the movies, right? Uh, there's the movies, um, Smallville. Yeah. Uh, more recently, in the comic books, that was actually because there was the, the whole true. planet full of Kryptonians. Yeah. Oh, uh, War of the Superman. War of the Superman. I love this shot. It's in it's in the opening, and it is the release. We're watching him go. Yeah. Oh, Brainiac 
pulling a dick move. I love that. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. What? Yeah. yeah. Peace. <laughs> you guys are doomed. See you later. Like, wait, what? Like, yep. Because the planet is done. And I love that Clark's grandfather save, helped save, you know, his, his grandson. And I love the moment of of uh, Jor-El. You know, I, I can modify it. So I could fit you in there too, trying to save uh, Laura. Isn't that her yeah. name? Or Lara. Lara, I think. You know, and, and and she's like, no, you know, save our son. You know, you can save our son. There's not. You don't know for a fact that you can save us both. Did and, and then did either of you guys ever read uh, what Last House of Krypton, where he manages to uh, Jor-El... Build, had built a ship where all three of them could go. I've always no, I've always no. wanted to read that one. I mean, like, because uh, I guess like crazy shit goes on in that one. Like, he still sends Clark to be raised by the Kents at one point. Apparently, I don't know. Weird. Yeah, uh, he say uh, Jarrell. Like, I think Jor- it sounds like Jarrell becomes the kind of the almost villain by the end of it. And uh, well, yeah. He does stuff like uh, he saves Abin Sur, so Hal Jordan never gets the ring, so there are no lanterns from Earth. Wow. Yeah, crazy shit goes on. Oh, that sounds really cool. And there's Krypton blowing up, and here comes a bunch of Kryptonite. I love I love this is how Kryptonite gets to Earth. And, and it happens in almost every story. Yeah. Even Smallville, the meteor shower... Is, is kryptonite meteors. They don't have this part of it, because he's opening up a portal, a wormhole, and then there's a bunch of kryptonite that gets in there with him. And goes and to then you Addis might, Ababa? <laughs> and, and, and then you go, why doesn't it hurt him? And I still contend it's because it's actually the uh, solar, uh, solar radiation that's actually hurting him when he's in contact with kryptonite. But uh, that's the end of this episode. Uh, we're gonna we we watch everything. We don't we don't stop. We we watch this whole baloney because <laughs> these people deserve a lot of credit for yep. sculpting <laughs> how people think of Superman. Like and it's crazy. This next one is crazy. So that's the end of uh, that one. Do 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 do. Now I don't know. I, I'm not gonna edit. Two three. I'll stop, I'll pause it at the four-second mark, because that's what we do. And now this is the second part, and I don't remember what happens. Oh, wait, the second part is Smallville. It's basically the entire show of Smallville wrapped up into 20 minutes. Yeah, for me, for me the first episode uh, was short. I was kind of, I don't know what happened. Oh, yeah. I meant mine cut off short. So I, oh, it cut yeah, off mine short? stopped, too. So I put yeah, like, in my DVDs, so... Oh, you guys suck. Well, I didn't want to, you know, derail the discussions, so I just figured I'd let it go to the end and would figure it well, out. Because we never, ever, ever actually talk about what's going on. <laughs> but it was a good conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah, how but... many how many commentaries, I mean, other than like actual true director's commentaries, actually, even even the ones you get on the DVDs, a lot of them is just like... You do realize I'm not editing. Yeah. So shut your fucking mouth. Okay, Let's sorry. get into this next episode. Four seconds in, it's right after uh, Bugs Bunny takes a bite. The screen goes black, 
And in three, two, one, press play. There we go, and we get the ship taken off again. I really do like this intro. But it's because this Superman music, it's actually very good Superman music. Yeah, it's great. Don't get me wrong, it doesn't it doesn't it's not John overtake. Williams. Not John Williams. But it, it they, does they're not trying to, to be. Do. I kind of think Lois and Clark was definitely trying to be John Williams and failing miserably. And, you know, Smallville actually used some John Williams cues. Uh, yeah. But this is actually trying to be its own thing. And it, it very much is. Yeah, we didn't talk about this the last time. Just this whole intro. It's shorter, too. And you get to see a few people. Lobo. Lobo, yeah. I kind of want to talk about Lobo. But he's not in the DC Universe, nor has he been in there for like the last 10 years, 15 years. I, I think the last time I saw Lobo was in Green Lantern, actually. Yeah. They tried like to give him a red ring, I think. He's not full of rage. I know. Oh, no, I think he stole a red ring. Okay, I could see him stealing one. I remember, I remember there was like a backup story where they uh, explained the origin of Rage Kitty, but that's really not important even in, during. Uh, that, that is an amazing story, and if you don't cry while reading it, you have or no soul, hurt. no soul at all. <laughs> I love that story. Yeah, but uh, they're just doing the recap. Hopefully, everybody's getting the recap. I don't know how it is on your episodes. I got the recap. Okay. No. Send him to another world? Yeah. The path. The last son of Krypton. And, and, and it's part two. You don't get Superman until the end of this shit. No. And, and here he comes. And uh, you know what I like about... This is the first time I've ever seen it. I, I'm, uh, I don't remember exactly. Doesn't it land? Yeah. It, it doesn't, it, it doesn't it makes crash. It makes soft landing. Yeah. Every other time, it's always it crashes on Earth. Which you're like, yeah, that makes sense. He crash lands. Except for he wouldn't design his, uh, a ship for his kid <laughs> to crash land. Exactly. Now the the Smallville one is fine because it's a, you know it was built to handle that. Yeah. But this is a oh shit this thing flies across the road and then it uh it's slowing down <laughs> and then it's gonna and softly it just lands softly which is like really kind of anticlimactic when you think about it. It really is, but it makes so much more sense as as to how especially. In that in this modern time, <laughs> I like yeah, that they, they styled it the same, the same type of truck as uh, Glenn Ford had in in the oh, yeah. uh, seventy eight movie. Oh yeah, Which, nice. I, I I want to talk about it later. I do like the whole. It's almost kind of steampunkish that Burst Him does in all these shows where they've got modern day technology, but everything looks kind of nineteen thirties. I really like that a lot. Uh, if you actually go back and watch Batman, uh, most of Batman the Animated Series is set in the 30s and 40s. Yeah. Even though there's a little bit of technology from today, or from the time. 
Well, they, I mean, they had, oh, well, is that after this started going on where they had, I mean, Joker would be on black and white TV, so I suppose it would, could be the 40s or 50s, but. Oh, no, no. Like, there are literally things where you see in the background with a date. Yeah. And and it's like 1940. Yeah. It's like, wait, what? Baby Clark looks a lot like Baby Spock. <laughs> he does. And he has black eyes, which is weird. Yeah, sometimes uh, the guys have uh, non, non-white non eyes. Yeah. Actually, I think Superman does, yeah. too. Yeah. Except for... Uh, and Batman I think they, has blue eyes with a white background. Uh, well, now. Right. Early on, he had black eyes. Yeah. When he wearing the shit brown suit. I think they changed that because they did a lot more Batman-Superman combos and they wanted to dif- differentiate b- between their faces. Uh, probably. Uh, Lana Lang. Who, I love this Lana Lang way more than I like the other one. Smallville? Yeah. She, Smallville, yeah. yeah. Uh, I always liked Lana Lang going back to eyes. Superman 3. Except for... And and not that there was anything wrong with high school Smallville Lana Lang. Yeah. It's when they were like, well, we've got to get rid of you, sorry. Yeah. And they didn't. That's when Smallville got derailed for a little while. This but, is Jesse Eisenberg, right? This is not, who? right? Doing Clark's voice. I don't know. You're the one who got uh, iTunes or whatever in front of you. Jesse you? Eisenberg from Squid and the Whale? And Zombieland? No. Or not, uh, yeah. Because uh, that, that would make him way too, he's, he's much younger than that. I must be a different one. Because uh, this is it, the uh, Jolie Fisher is Lana Lang. I have no idea what else she's in. I thought mm. if anybody understand it'd be you. <sighs> but I, I do like this. He's got his powers. Not all of them, just some of them. Yeah, like early Smallville, he can run real fast and you know still bulletproof, super strong. And 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 he's it's not. Super fast. It's just much, much faster than anybody else can. Which I guess is super fast, but you'll see him. He's not running at a crazy speed. At least the way they depict him. He's slowly getting stronger the whole time. Somehow that gas station hasn't blown up yet. Uh, Wait for it. Uh, there it is. Uh, what I, I want to know is, what's this dude in the Winnebago doing driving so crazy that when his brakes go out, he starts barreling through walls? Oh, it was his tire that blew. <laughs> that can happen. It's ironic that he ran into Bill's tires. It is. Now, I love that. Because that's where where you get Superman power thing. Where does he have a power? Is he super strong? Does he or does he have that invulnerable force field that he can extend around people? Yeah, because that that's been a theory for a long time. Because that explosion should have still killed that girl. Just the pressure pressure wave alone would have hurt her badly. Not to mention all the heat. What am I crazy? I do like the small villa addition to what heat vision is. Oh, where it's kind of like... It's him being horny. Yeah. 
it was funny at the time, but it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you know, that's just how he was first able to tap into it. He thinks sexy thoughts. <laughs> Although, I don't understand why Ma and pa, well, Ma Kent doesn't age that bad. Paul Kent ages rather badly. Yeah. Because he, he was a brown-haired dude. He's probably my age, 35. Oh, wait, that's right. White, white people age like that, I forget. Yeah, we do age bad. We age badly. <laughs> you guys can kind of hit a wall really quick. Like, whoa, shit. I thought men age more gracefully than women. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's something but we tell people... ourselves. <laughs> oh, no. It's an old wives' tale, right? Yeah. It is not an old wives' tale. No, oh, man's tale. Yeah, it's a man's tale because... Uh, our value is not based on beauty. And I'm not saying that women's values are based on beauty. It's just that's the way our society tends to judge them. Yeah. They were judged by money at that point. Yeah. And when you're old, you generally have a lot. If you did things And there right. it is. The first time we see the shield. Lots of dead air, fellas. Uh, Why aren't you I was talking? trying to figure out if you guys were still there or not. Oh, yeah. We're here. Yep. I was coughing, so I had to mute. Uh, and, by the way, it was Aaron Eisenberg who played Nog, and it doesn't look like he's that guy. So. Yeah. I didn't think so. This is so weird that they, like, had the... Pl- like. Yeah, this is going on in his head. I kept thinking, is he teleported there, or what was going on? But I forgot what's going on in his head. Going on in his head, which is fine. Yeah. When did they have time to record all that? Yeah. Well, you know what the other thing is, she, his, uh, Martha says it's hurting him, and Jonathan goes, "Let the boy be." <laughs> what a strange nice. reaction. <laughs> but that's actually a Jonathan kid. Yeah. Maybe he's done that before. <laughs> No, he really has. Well, he's, no, like, eh. he's known for maybe now, right now. In the new uh, rebooted DC universe, um, the parents are dead, right? Yeah, they're back to they're back to dead. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading that in the recent Justice League because I didn't read the Superman individual ones, and I was like, oh wow. Yeah, they they went back to Golden Age. So, but look, right here, he's running faster than anybody could ever run. Yep. That's not super speed. No. By Wait any it. stretch of the imagination. Oh yeah, I love this. E.T. <laughs> but that was him leaping tall buildings in a single bound, and then he goes, "Wait, wait, what?" Yeah. I love the flight moment. The flight moment is always the best moment for Superman. Yeah. yeah. At least in my opinion, it's like Superman reaching pro- climax. Yeah. Literally. It, it, you know, and even though we are going to talk about Smallville when we get to Smallville. You know, Clark flies in the first episode of Smallville. Oh, where he's... Er, oh, yeah, doesn't, like, some power take over? Like, he's not conscious of what he's doing or something? No, no, no. No, no that's later. He, and he... Yeah, I do. He, he's asleep, and he's dreaming yeah. that he's flying. And he, yeah. And he, oh, yeah. That's and they the go, Clark! Episode. It's the first episode, and then he wakes up and, and hits he's the bed. Bored. Yeah, he can't consciously do it because he's got a fear of heights. He doesn't right? believe in himself. 
Right. Whatever. This Superman does right off the bat. What kind of animals are those? Does it not look those like were sheep? sheep. They yeah. look like bears. But that's because they were full of wool. <laughs> that's exactly what I would do, except for I would stay a lot closer to the ground. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're oh, yeah, wait, sure you're flying, but you don't know when it's going to conk you, or if it's going to conk out. You know. Although he knows he's pretty invulnerable. He's always been Jesus. It's so true. Which is weird, because he's written by two Jewish people. Funny. Well, you know, Jews have a concept of the Messiah. It's just, they don't believe it's it was Jesus. They oh, I, I, I know that. But I'm saying Superman is very close to that. He's a virgin birth. Yeah. You know, mother and father. Yes. And then... See, this is what I'm talking about. It, everything looks 50s, color TV. Yeah. And computers. Yeah, I guess well, you yeah. could call it steampunk. Well, no, not see, really. Steampunk is like 1800s, but this is like... Uh, it's like retro it's, with, you know, future yeah. stuff. Retro. Well, well we, can, we can start calling it Tim Punk, because it's definitely a Bruce nice. thing. No, you know why he did that, though? It was so it didn't get dated because of yeah, it's how the top hat. Yeah. Well, it, you know, they clearly they're trying to pay tribute to the Fleischer cartoons too. Yeah. Which I but, I finally sat down and watched those a couple weeks ago, and they're pretty nifty. Dana Delady and Perry yes. White. This Perry White right now is probably the character I'm most interested in seeing in the Man of Steel because. Lawrence Fishburne, I, I've always imagined Perry White as bombastic, you know, Jackie Cooper style. And I've always thought of uh, Lawrence Fishburne as, you know, calm and controlled. Well, this Perry White isn't. Yeah, that's true. And actually, this is actually my preferred Perry White. Yeah. Because it and allows Lois. <laughs> but it allows Lois to be yeah. bombastic and loud and irrational. Because he's the the old hat newsman. True. Luthor, <laughs> Clancy Brown. Wow, so so good. Oh, and I guess I guess I do have to mention Tim Daly is Superman. Tim Daly, I li- I like George Newbern, but Tim Daly is my favorite. Oh, he, yeah, by, by, by far, by, by a long way. He does, and, especially when he's having his. It, like wow, Jimmy uh, is later really on, short. Or is it in the third part where he's uh, trying to stop the plane? Where he goes, I think that's the third. Yeah, where he goes, nice going, Clark. I, I that is my favorite line of this. Oh wait, no, he saves the plane at the end of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there there is a way to his delivery that is. But, but I think he makes a better Clark Kent on a show that's about Clark yeah. Kent. Uh, when when you get into Justice League, it's it's about Superman, and I think George does a good job as Superman. Yeah, I I can. Is there <clears throat> any moments where he's just Clark in Justice League where the suit's off? I know there's a couple moments where the suit's off for Bruce and Diana, but I don't recall. They don't got time for that. Well, if you're using Superman in an episode, you're using Superman in an episode. Who cares about Clark and the Justice League? He's Superman. Right. He's Superman. 
this is, it, you know, and I, at this point, when this show came on, you're still used to Christopher Reeves, uh, well, uh, well, you know, uh, bumbling, you know, slouching. Yeah. This is a confident Clark Kent. It's a big, it's a big step away. It, it, it is. Ed 209. Ed 209. I know. Iron Man Mark 1. <laughs> you're right. I forget about that. This is this is a confident Clark Kent, which, which is much closer to the Clark Kent in the comics right. than ever, than almost anything else. More Clark Kent is confident, dude, <clears throat> who happens to be a little bit slower or not as strong and slightly clumsy. Yeah. He's not a buffoon. I, th- that's the thing I've never liked about the Christopher Reeve stuff is Clark Kent is a buffoon. Yeah, he's he's the punchline to the joke. Right. Which I, I don't like that about him at all. But what else? And here he comes. Happy Halloween, ladies. <laughs> well, this Lex Luthor, this portrayal is actually what sets businessman Lex Luthor in stone. Yeah, because they were still the, they were still waffling at this point between businessman Lex Luthor and super, just superhero. mad yeah. scientist Lex Luthor. And that's uh, Malcolm McDowell as uh, what's his name? Because it, it's he's Metallo. He's going to become John Metallo Corbin. later. John, John Corbin. Corbin. Yeah, but uh, pretty big name people. Well, it's one of those things where it takes you an hour. Yeah, you get a decent paycheck, okay. and Andrea Romano is one of the best uh, directors. Well, animated directors in the world. Well, and animated. you know, it's not like Tim is a nobody at this point. He's done uh, Tiny Toons Adventures, which was a very successful show. He's done, uh, you know, Batman the animated series, and I think at this point he's done Animaniacs. So he, yeah, he's a big name in animation. So was it's he not like in Freakazoid. I think. Uh, I know Andreas, Andrea Romano. Is the voice of our is literally the director of our childhood. She is direct the voice director of this show, the all of Warner Brothers animated. She does a small, not small, a Tiny Toons, uh, Animaniacs. She's directed all the uh, direct video ones for sure. All the direct videos. God bless her. And and it's her direction. And, and they talk about it, and I can't wait to hear her on Fat Man on Batman. <clears throat> if you aren't listening to Fat Man on Batman, you really should be. It's a great show about comic books, yeah. it, though it happens to be about Batman. And we're talking about Superman. It's still a great show. Um, oh, we just uh, gloss over the first appearance of Superman, which is an oh, homage hey, to him lifting the car. Yep. It's there. I don't know why he doesn't use his heat vision. But uh, he tends to use that uh, least possible because it's, it's the most damaging, I think. Well, he doesn't. Probably. He doesn't seem to use his powers more than one at a time. At least early on in the show, yeah. he's either using his strength or he's using his. Yeah, almost like he's got to think about it. Well, it's one of those they've weakened him because he was getting hurt by those bullets. Yeah. They were annoying him. Not bad. They weren't drawing blood or making bruises, but. It was enough to go, ah, geez. Yeah. 
And here he comes. I still remember the uh, horrible Superman, uh, what is it? Was it a Nintendo 64 game? Oh, yeah, or was that, it that was the worst game that, of all time. Yeah, yeah. It, it, that game, the people who designed that game should thank God for the Aquaman game, which apparently was the worst game of all time. <laughs> Even worse than E.T. Well, that, oh, here, oh, the uh, play, the Superman. Play. Yep, yep, Brian Singer ripped this off. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you watch these animated episodes, you you see a lot of stuff that they use in the movies. Yeah. Like, I watched a lot of Batman, and uh, there's a shit ton of Batman that got ripped off for the movies, yeah. the Nolan movies. Yeah. So, hey, when there's a good idea, there's a good idea. Yeah. Well, and it, and it's... Definitely, it's definitely a compelling vision, uh, image. Uh, so, yep, we're almost at the end of this and, one. And that's it. And So we got one more to go. So like before, pause it for a second when the screen turns black, which it just did. Um, yeah, we, we, we get our first appearance of Superman in the second episode. You get him doing some super things. And, and like I said, he is he is very depowered, very depowered at this point, which is kind of crazy when uh, when his last appearance in this animated universe, he is not depowered at all. Yeah, he he's six, uh, wipes or uh, busts Darkseid in the face, knocks him through four, five. I love his last appearance in yeah. Justice League. The whole speech about. A world made of cardboard. I absolutely love that. Although, that is not my favorite him versus Darkseid fight. I don't know where it is. I'm pretty sure it's at Justice League, because Batman's in it. All I remember is the part where Darkseid has his foot on Superman's face, yep. and he's, like, crushing him in the ground, and then you just see two red marks <laughs> break through his foot. I was like, holy shit. This is a knockdown drag out fight, and we will be talking about that did you, one. Did you guys see uh, Superman vs. the Elite? That's a uh, very good. Uh, that surprised the hell out of me. It's being really good. I didn't know I, what I stopped stuff. watching. Well, it's based on a. It's based on one of the best uh, issues, as yeah. far as I'm concerned, of uh, the first volume of uh, Action. The What's so funny about the truth, justice, and the American way. Yeah, well, it was a response to uh, the Authority. Yeah, yeah. Which ironically is a DC comic now. Only it's called Stormwatch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there was a Superman character. But uh, let, let's start up this last episode and get this mofo over with. We're gonna start it up in three, two, one. Press play. Oh, this more intro. <laughs> you have no idea how much I by by episode seventy or sixty, whatever we got up to. Uh -huh. I love the Batman intro. I hated it. <laughs> but a bunch of feats of strength, because for most people, he is just a strong man. Which is odd, because he's not just a strong man. He's actually pretty smart. And you get a lot of, lot of characters popping up in the intro that you don't know are a part of the intro. Yeah. Like, uh, what's his name? Bilbo? Big, Biggie's... Bibbo. Bibbo is in the intro. Yeah. It's the back of his head, but he's there. Parasite, oh, Jimmy Olsen, yeah, like, Lobo. At least two appearances of Brad Garrett in the in the opening credits. 
Yeah, this is definitely a depowered Superman because he's wearing one of those space suits where in like Silver and Golden yeah. Age he would never even need it. That's right. He uses a spacesuit and an underwater suit. Yep. I forgot about that. It wasn't it wasn't until like midway through the second season where he stopped using that stuff. Yeah. But the recap. I wish I could fly. That's one of the reasons why I've always liked but disliked Superman. It's because I can't fly. <laughs> Would that be your power of choice? Uh, of course. Well, I, I would have to come with a, a caveat of a slight invulnerability. Yeah, you're going to need it, because... That's quite a caveat. Well, not, nothing crazy. No. Not like I get shot or anything like that. But, you know, I'm not going to break my bones too easily falling from a, a great height, and I'm not going to get cold. How about a healing factor? Okay. You, you, but you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. This is a great sequence. Yep. Superman Returns. Superman Returns, yep. I I, I would it, it, say, you know, I, I'm i not one of those people who just destroys Superman Returns. I do think they do it. I love that line. They do it a little bit a little bit better in here. In here. I, oh, Superman Returns is a, a great homage yeah. to Superman that other stuff. Two, yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. very good, it's a damn good sequel to Superman 2. But this is how I know Superman is depowered. He's having trouble stopping a plane. Yeah. Uh, Superman, by the end of the, the this animated universe, does not have problems with this. This isn't even an issue. Well, always, as a matter of fact, that's, he's he's, that's, he's just not thinking. Yeah, that's always the that's always the thing about Superman. Every day of his life, as long as there's a yellow sun, he's going to be a little bit stronger than when he went to bed last night. Yeah. There he goes, flying the plane. Although all he had to do was go over to the wing. Yeah. Oh, uh, pull the Air Force One trick? Basically. Get off my plane. (laughs) I love love this. More like from Superman 1, where he takes the place of the engine. Fly. Oh, yeah. oh, right, right, Don't right. look, just fly. I think my favorite line from any Superman movie is, I've never seen garbage eat garbage before. It's <laughs> <laughs> just such a great line. Um, why were there that many people standing around a mime? They, well, they were probably about to beat him senseless. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That makes more sense. And you're like, never mind, this plane's going to get him. There is the Man of Steel himself. He does go through a learning curve during the course of this series. Yeah. He's much better by the end than he is. I mean, not just stronger, but I mean, he's he's better about it. Oh, yeah. Time he's done. It looks like a flying guy. Isn't Jimmy Olsen going to be a girl like in the room? This guy's standing uh, in the room with us. I, I don't. I'm fine with that, just because. Um, I have no problem with it. Jimmy Olsen is kind of an out of date character, and completely unnecessary. How many cartoons do you think have ever mentioned Nietzschean before? <laughs> uh, Batman. Yeah. Well, there you go. Same people. <laughs> yeah. 
I think they referred to Nietzsche in the first episode of Smallville too. Yeah, well, she's like as a reference to this. Superman. Ubermensch. Uberman. I, I can't speak for myself. I've never encountered anyone with purple eyes before. It matches her dress. That's why they decided yeah. to go that way. Yeah, of course. And she wears the same outfit every episode. Doesn't Lois Lane eventually become a star sapphire in the Green Lantern uh, universe? I don't know. No, that was uh, Diana was deputized during Blackest Night. Oh, right, right. Uh, I will say that this cartoon version of uh, Lois Lane, I want to fuck. <laughs> you know what? I had I did not like. Uh, I, I'm st- I'm hoping Amy Adams changes my mind on it, but uh, I'm not a big fan of the character, and I, I really do think it all goes back to Margot Kidder. I I don't like Margot Kidder. I just don't. Well, yeah, but... and, and saying that, I'm kind of afraid that you know, next time I go to take out the garbage can, she'll be hiding in a bush. <laughs> well, guy. she is crazy. <laughs> but I, I like this version of Lois Lane, and she's like sassy but sexy, and yeah, you know, smart. She's put she's put together. Yeah, like I like this. Although what is funny, I love I love this the the second ago animation. Yeah, not right now, but the the little wind on him for smoke. It tells the whole story. Although uh, I'm going to say what he does at the end of the scene is a total dick move because oh, he just, just flies away. Out. Yeah, I mean, she at least she still got her car. You gotta leave him wanting more. Yeah. Yes, I understand that. But how far away did he fly her? I assume. How did she get home? Hopefully, she's not going to gas. Hopefully, she wasn't driving to the gas station. She's a resourceful gal. (laughs) Well, it is Lois Lane. Uh, Part of the reason I like her is because of that skirt. That 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 was (laughs) that was my my favorite kind of skirt of the nineties. I don't even know what it's called. Ah, uh, but Luther. This was my favorite Luther. Oh, until, yeah. until Rosenbaum came, came around, because Rosenbaum made a more sympathetic Luther. Right. I do like, I like that they've, they've designed the character in a, he'd be physically imposing if you knew, if you didn't know Clark could bend steel with his bare hands. It's like a thin kingpin. Yes. Yeah. Although, if you notice, Clark is bigger than Yeah. Star- Clark is still a big dude. Yeah. It, still, it's it's not... I mean, at this point, all you've got is John Shea and, uh, over in Lois and Clark and uh, Gene Hackman, who were both... Yeah. You know, did Lex Luthor of, make an appearance on the uh, George Reeves show? I'm sure he did. I, I'm... I, I, all I ever remember about the George Reeves show is the guy emptying his revolver into Superman's chest. He throws the gun, and Superman ducks. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 in that's in at least one episode. They'll fire at him, the bullets bounce off, and he just stands there and takes it. They throw the gun, he ducks. Yeah, we're gonna have to find that episode. <laughs> Talk about that. I always thought Lex Luthor was a black guy in this in this series. Oh, Clancy Brown? 
No, not Clancy Brown. Oh, that he he does kind of look. He's dark. got a much darker yeah. uh, darker t- uh, tone to him. Which is one of those things like when uh, Brian brought it up about Two-Face. Two-Face in in the early animated stuff is a black guy. Yeah. Uh, if he's not a black guy, he's at least Hispanic. Well, I mean, like they're, he's, they're trying to match him up a little. It, the first, At least through the first season, they're doing their best to match up to the movie. And, yeah. you know, Harvey Dent was Billy D. Yeah. Hugo Chavez. I always like the... Uh, Oh, it's Popeye. Oh, there's... Yeah. No, it's not Popeye. What's Bibbo. his name again? Brad Garrett. Bibbo. Bibbo, which is... Which was... He not really is. He was... A, uh... A, a reoccurring character. Yeah. He's one of the... One of these Superman people that pop up from time to time. He's not an every... Every, uh... Issue guy. Yeah. Like, uh, Lois Lane or Jimmy Olsen. Even, even they don't appear in every issue, but... He is a he used to be a once a year guy. Is he from the comics? Yeah. He he's the guy by the docks. I don't remember exactly what he does, but he pops up from time to time. He's a reoccurring he character. He does this where he's basically Lois's informant on the docks and later Clark's. Yeah. I think now, this is the guy that does the voice of Lobo. Yeah, it's very Brad similar. Garrett. It's Brad Garrett, uh from uh, everybody loves Raymond and oh yeah yeah yeah. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. It was it had uh, one of the guys one of the uh, guys from American Pie. He was in on some other sitcom. Right, I can't remember though. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Wow. Soder. <laughs> yeah, I love this dick move that Should you pulled. And, and, it, and it's funny because that moment there was for Superman fans. Yeah. Nobody, they don't mention his name, but they draw him in such a way that you know who he is if you are a Superman fan. Yeah. Otherwise, you just think he's a fuck up. And there's the man that will become Metallo. I thought for sure he was Metallo in this episode. But he doesn't. I think he becomes Metallo as a result of this episode. He's like oh, yeah. injured severely. In this he, it is because of this episode, but it's one of those things where they were built. They are building the universe right off the bat. They made him look like Steve McQueen. Yeah, yeah. very much. British, though. It is so strange. Holy shit! I didn't know that John Glover was on here. Yeah, he's got oh, a nice. lot of connections he's great. to DC Comics. I mean, he's in Batman and Robin. Well, he, but he's, he's Lionel Luther, of course. He's the Riddler on the animated yep. series. Yes. So, uh, and I didn't realize the Riddler pops up in this show too. Oh, not one uh, nighttime, right? Uh, Is that the one where he takes over as Batman? Uh, yeah, that's such that a good. Stuff. It's so good. Superman is bored of your pictures of polar bears. <laughs> You know, it's funny, because Superman, not this Superman, but another Superman, probably wouldn't be bored. Yeah. Because he would just go run off really quickly, do something, and come back before Jimmy Olsen can turn around. Couldn't he just, like, pick up, like, a radio station in his brain with a superhero? Yeah, he, uh, could, rece- he could pick up He could pick up radio transmission. Turn on Howard Stern. And- at this point. 
I, I think that was taken away with with the burn run. And this is, you know, this is burn stuff right here. Limited distress. That's the only problem I, I, I this, the thing I like about it, and the thing I have a problem with it. And that's what Smallville did. To Lois Lane, at least. She stopped being the woman in distress. Yeah. She uh, she did become the stupid woman, though. Well, I mean... As a result. I still maintain that the reason the disguise works is Lois Lane's never once looked at Superman's face. She's looking at his dick and balls nope. and his ass. <laughs> Although you would notice that, but I guess you're looking at his glowing eyes. Yeah. <laughs> that that scene right there, that part was weird. Oh, Take Kung Fu cover. Superman. No, not I, Kung Fu Superman. I Take cover, this. and she almost gets shot. Yeah. But there we go. What? It's got a car alarm. <laughs> it's fucking Steve McQueen, I'm telling you. Just driving a giant robot instead. instead of I still don't understand track. why you continue to fire at this guy. This guy's like, this guy, I understand. I would never fire a rocket launcher in the whole fucking ship. <laughs> but I understand his reasoning. Lois he fired a ship. that guy, yeah. and Superman just like, thanks. But uh, this is a robot whooping the shit out of Superman. Like, th- those shots hurt him badly. I love this sequence. Because you'll see it in a second. Yeah. He's going to try to stop this thing. His confidence he's, he's, really isn't there yet at this point. It's not a matter of confidence. He's never done anything like that. Yeah, this is this is that whole the escalation that superheroes always face. At first, it's purse snatchers and saving kids who are falling out of thirty store win, uh, windows, and, and the next thing you know, it's doing giant metal suit and parasite, Still, and man. live wire and Lobo and up to dark side. Yep, it just keeps going. Well, hell, uh, oh. It's a missile to your face. Yeah. I also it's, like that by the end of this fight, he's pretty he's pretty honked off. He's pretty pissed. Superman. Yeah. yeah. That's something you don't you don't think of often when dealing with Superman. You always think it's like, oh well, he's always calm and control. Every once in a while, he gets royally pissed off at somebody. Yeah, I'm forgetting this. Is this actually the origin of Metallo? Does this fight lead to Metallo's formation? Yeah, he's okay. like yeah. he's badly injured in this. And then but Luther helps him right with the Kryptonite. Right, Kryptonite heart, but it doesn't happen in this episode. No. Uh, now that's Fleischer right there. Everybody's got to do a Fleischer moment, and this is a Fleischer moment. Well, at least it was. Not the dump truck. The there's something shooting at him, and he's flying over it. Blocking the bullets. I, you know, I my other favorite thing about Superman Returns I always think of during this fight is that bullet hitting him in the eye and it still bounces yep. off. That was just fucking badass. It is, but the problem, the problem, the only problem with Superman Returns is he doesn't fight anybody. Yeah, he fights an island, kind of. I guess. 
he does feats of strength. Yeah. Uh, I think, and as a result of it being a love letter and a direct sequel to the Donner films, I think they really did rely on Luther too much. I'm, that was why the happiest I was was when they finally admitted, yeah, Lex Luthor's not in Man of Steel. But, yeah. All right, finally. We yeah, but then they went after the next best thing, which is Zod, which is the second movie. Well, that's fine, because that's something he can punch. And I, I really do think they put Agreed. together I this agree. movie that they put it's together a movie hopes. where they said Superman needs a fight fight scene, because one thing everyone says on the internet is he fights a friggin' island. <laughs> right. Or he lifts his ship. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to Michael Shannon as Zod. I think he's going to bring a real nice, twisted uh, you know, tone to that character. He was really good in Premium Rush. I, I saw that the other day. I, I didn't see that, but I, he's great in Boardwalk Empire. Yeah, and he's in Groundhog's Day. He's uh, one of the young couple that uh, Bill Murray gives tickets to WrestleMania to. Oh, man, is that him? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Wow. That is a, quite a reference, my friend. Well, I, the I, reference. Was, I was sitting at home. While I'm, it was on all day the other day on AMC for Groundhog's Day. And I was like, by the third time, I was like, I think I looks really familiar. So I hit IMDb, and there it says, Michael Shannon. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> that was a dick move that yeah. he just did. Yeah, right that there. was what we call smug Superman. Yeah, he just blew him off there. I mean, didn't make sure he'd be okay or anything. I like that. See, in the comics, this would be drawn red-eye pissed. You know, where it, you know... It doesn't need to be. No, it doesn't need to be, but it would be drawn that way. Yeah, he could be quietly menacing. I mean, he's Superman. He'd just, like, bitch-slap you and kill you. He just tore the arms and legs off of that thing. Just... I like... You didn't notice the shark? No, I did. It's I didn't funny because it seems to opposite the whole office. It's just a giant. It might be where the the whole show Shark Tank comes from. Whoa! Love you. I love it. into frame. The guy's like, you know what? You've got bigger problems than me. So see ya. <laughs> Wait, what? What are you talking about? Oh shit! Oh, hey, Superman. And I like a bit, a, what Luther does here. Well, yeah, because, you know, Clark's got nothing on him other than, you know, a, a guess. He's got nothing to prove or that Luther did it and that Luther oh, allowed yeah. all this to happen. I just like that Luther decides to offer him a jobish. It's a smart businessman. Yeah. Well, you know, this Luther, I don't think, sees himself as a villain. I think he sees himself as the savior of Metropolis. Yeah, and he, I, he's jealous also, of Superman. He yeah, wanted to be what Superman is. Everything that comes to or follows this is because he feels upstage. Yeah, and that's become like a hallmark in the comics. I, that uh, that year of Lex Luthor in Action Comics was great yeah. because of that. Where he was president? No, no, this isn't President Luthor. He was the star of Action Comics for. About a year. Yeah, for a year, all the way up until uh, 900. Was that a... Oh, okay. I I was about to say that was during the uh, one year later stuff, but... No, no. Yeah. It, it was during War of the Superman, yeah. kind of. It, it, it was really good. 
But there he goes. You know, Batman climbs buildings and loafers, and Superman flies over them. <laughs> what? Batman does climb in loafers. But yeah. now you've got Luther, you've got Metallo, and you've got Brainiac. Brainiac all of the aliens. Yeah, what is this thing? This is fucked up. It's a yeah. trap. Because he kills all these things. Yep. Oops. The sounds it's making is fucking horrible. Brainiac is Brainiac looms very large over the whole DC universe because, uh, at least in the, these Bruce Timm stuff, because eventually he like melds with Luther right during Justice League. Yes. He melds with Luther and, and then he melds with uh, Darkseid. Yeah, well, no, he bails out, and because Luther's chasing after him, trying to yeah. get Brainiac back he reconstitutes Darkseid. And that's the last two episodes of... Uh... So this this episode right here and the last two episodes of Justice League bookend. Yeah. Kind of like the first episode of Batman the Animated Series and, uh, well, the... and one of the uh, the like epilogue of uh, Justice League. That episode where he's Terry, Terry McGinnis, they bookend very well too. Well, th- this is the beginning of the DC Universe animated. Don't get me wrong, Batman was Batman, but this is... Because on this show, you get Flash, you get Green Lantern. Uh, who else do you get? You get Aquaman on this show? I think you get Aquaman. I think so, yeah. Like, they introduce everybody Supergirl, that they're going to start you know. start using. Yeah, Supergirl pops up. Yeah, right you here. get... This you was get coming out before, before the Justice Yeah. Like, all, everybody pops up on here. But anyway, uh, you've listened to us for, let's see how long this episode is. An hour, 12 minutes. Not bad. Uh, this has been something. <laughs> it's something Superman. Michael come up with a title. He He's good at that. Or maybe if I've had a little bit more sleep, I'll be able to come up with something, but I can't. I'm, I'm in that drunken, delirious state. Uh, do you guys have anything that you want to plug or anything like that? Uh, not really. Thanks, though. No, I'm good to go. Well, uh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. it. Yeah, I, I uh, had fun. Well, I, I have to stop the recording. You guys, we're not done until I'm saying, keep fighting the geek fucking fight, goddammit. Shut the fuck up. Good night. Give me the goddamn balls. Goddammit. Goddamn episode's not fucking over. <laughs> Truth, justice, <laughs> The American goddamn geek fights. <laughs> that's, that's that's what this this fucking episode is gonna end with. It's true justice, goddamn geek fights. Belligerent Damon over here. You shut up. Yeah, shut up. Should that, you should have a drunk Damon versus caveman Michael. I, I love I love Superman. Superman's great. Superman's my homeboy. <laughs> Superman is my own boy. Fuck you. Anyway, uh, no, that's that's it. Uh, hopefully, we do something else. No, we're gonna do more. Uh, that's it for. Let me look around my room and see if anything inspires me to say something really cool, and then I'll I'll title it that. Uh, Into the web of Superman. There we go. <laughs> that, that doesn't fit. Uh, Man of Steel addendum? I don't know. 
Whatever. How about a, We're talking a dinner to... with Superman. No, because it, that's way too short for a dinner. More like a brunch. But anyway, I'm stopping the recording right now. Uh, have a good one. Good night. <laughs>